Wake up with Kristen and Nige. I said wake up, camera. Mix 106.3. Yeah, my dad had a perm in the 80s. No. Oh, did he? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. In 1983, my dad got a perm. How long oh, was his hair? And he's still, oh, like like this long? Like, uh, oh, you need uh, to explain like it a, a, a bit better. better. Uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe a couple of inches. Wow. You've seen Bob Ross, the, the guy that paints? Yes, yes, yes. yes, yeah, yes, yeah. So yes, imagine yes. that, but, but like half the size of the afro. <laughs> did he used to have to beautiful. go to the hairdresser? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that where, how, where you got them done? You didn't do them at home? No, he got it done at a hairdresser. Oh, how funny. Yeah, Wee. yeah. It was, he still hasn't lived that down. No. And I, I Especially should, now that you're talking about it. On I feel the like radio. maybe I should bring in a photo. Like, yeah. on, who wants to see Nigel's dad with a perm? Yeah. So he's a, a member at the Gungallen um, Golf Country Club, <laughs> isn't he? Gungallen Lakes, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, imagine that conversation after a round of golf. Oh, imagine if one of his golf mates was listening right yeah. now, as they yes. often do. Yeah. Oh, when do they play? They play crap. in the. Playing the comp on Wednesday. I'm going to have lunch with Dad today. He's, I'm gonna... If he has half a good a hair as you do, because you've got nice, beautiful, thick hair, and I'm I thinking think the... he would have the same. No, I just look nice in a mm. He doesn't. <laughs> he's, he's got very little hair now. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. like maybe this much. Oh, right. Where did you get your thick hair from? Oh, I don't know. My granddad. Um, the milkman. <laughs> no, no, granddad. You should, my granddad was still using Brill Cream when he was 70. Really? Slicking his hair back. He had a full head of beautiful hair, mm. Tommy Johnson. Legend. Amazing. Anyway, just a very quick one for you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, under the guise of, I guess you'd call it, Niger's job interview cautionary tale. Get a haircut and get a real job. I, I read this story this morning and it stopped me in my tracks because the heading was uh, man fails job interview within two minutes of arriving oh, at reception excellent. due to a secret test oh. that, he, that he failed. Good right. idea, actually. And, and I was like, oh, they did it. What, what did they do? Like, So the, the old mates rocked up. This was just for an office gig. It doesn't mm. specifically mention the company. But mm. it, it seemed to me like uh, you know he was he was looking for a middle management gig in maybe an accountancy firm something rock and roll like that. Yes. Right. But anyway, um, he's walked into reception for the interview and spoken to the woman behind the front desk, sat down in the chair to wait for for the interviewer to do. come out, and had already failed at that point. Mm, okay. Now this is how it. So and, and this is the cautionary he tale. Rejected the glass of water? Have, you, have you ever heard the expression? Don't judge someone by the way they treat their equals, tra- judge, by their superiors. Judge a man by the way he treats his inferiors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and or this the, is the when thing. you go to a restaurant, judge your date based on how he treats the someone waitress. who is the white stuff. Someone yep. who is nice to you but not nice to a waiter is mm. not a nice person. No. Is the phrase again? Well, I like fake. that one too. Yeah. Mm. So get this: the woman at the front desk, the receptionist. Yes. Mm was in fact the chief financial officer and the woman who was supposed to interview. She sat herself at reception. Excellent. And the test is, how does this guy deal with someone he considers an inferior? Yeah, mm-hmm. go and on. Apparently he was extraordinarily rude, uh, dismissive, refused to make eye contact with her, basically just when I'm here for the interview, and when she tried to engage him, he just was not interested. He oh, just shut geez. her down. Wow. Uh, because to, in her, in his eyes, she was just some yep. pff, some receptionist, not worth his time, mm. and that was the vibe she got from him. So she then stood up and thanked him for his time and sent him on his way. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, that just wonderful? Yeah, I love it too. So be, and, uh, be kind to everyone you meet yeah. because you just oh, never always. know who they are. Or no, what not, they're that's dealing not the with. reason why you should be... Con- oh, yeah, you never Especially know what they're dealing with. Especially if you're going for a job interview. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> you know, um, apparently not, not unusual for, for bosses to do this. Even They'll even talk to cleaners. Yeah, it, and it say, goes, did you interact with this guy? Was he nice to you? It goes hand in hand with uh, do the right thing 
even when no one's watching. Yes, yes, because if you've got TikTok, everyone's watching. <laughs> Including China. You're damn right the Chinese are watching. Kristen and Nige, filled by McCafe. Barista-made coffee 24-7. Mix 106.3. Friends, I want to tell you, I just want to tell you the story. Okay. All right? Uh, I'm not looking for any interesting phone topics or any life lessons or anything. This is just a very cool story about a 33-year-old bloke who, uh, let's just call him Josh, um, from Indonesia. And he, his gig is, he spent most of his life as a coffin maker. Hmm. Literally interesting makes job. coffins. Well, yeah, someone's got to do it, I, I guess. I guess you'd be a, a, a cabinet maker, I guess. Would that be a similar yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah, probably. Woodworker. A joiner, yeah. Yeah, yeah very talented chap. Um, uh, and he was just doing his gig. He's making coffins in his little shop slash house, as you do. And the, the noise apparently was horrendous when this happened. There was a very loud, what he thought initially was an explosion uh, or at very least a large tree he thought maybe had fallen on his house. He, he just couldn't figure out what it was. But mm. something had happened. And he and his wife ran into the living room um, and looked up. There's a giant hole in their ceiling. Oh. And buried in the floor of their living room was a still red-hot smoldering meteorite. Oh. Right? That has since been carbon dated or whatever as 4.5 billion years old. Oy. Wow. Um, and is uh, how long and, ago did this happen? Uh, well, th- this story about it went to went up six hours ago. Wow! Um, it's it's been called by the experts one of the most important meteorite finds ever discovered. Uh, it could contain Ooh. elements that give clues to the origins of life. Like this is next wow. level stuff. Cool. Um, so, and, what do you do with it? Well, here's what you do. <laughs> I mean, do you own it if it falls yes. into your under well, your property? Your property. Thing is, he doesn't own it anymore. Mm. Mm. He sold it. Oh, of course. What? To sold who? To, to a bloke. Investment banker. To, oh, no, to, to, like, maybe to NASA. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't say mm. who he sold it to, but mm. to, to, to the they department. Yes. Uh, for $1.8 million. Oh, and I would imagine $1.8 million in Indonesia. Mm. Yeah. When you're a, when you're a, a home, a self-employed coffin maker, yeah. um, they say that his plans are to, uh, he, he's going to, He's not going to have to work ever for the rest no, of his life. No, of course not. Definitely um, not. But he's also going to build a church oh, in his local town because yeah, um, they don't have one and, and he thinks they should have. Yeah. And, and so how's that for a sign from the heavens? Like, if you believe in such things, the good Lord has thrown you a rock. Yes. Which you then sell to a man <laughs> and use the money to build a church in your village. But for that rock to town, actually that's make, amazing. make it through the atmosphere as well. Yeah. And then to, like, there's a whole bunch of things that... You know, shouldn't have happened there, right? Mm. Yeah. And, and for one point eight million, like the guys in NASA or whoever bought it off him probably thought that was a steal. Oh, like, they're 100%. walking away laughing. They are uh, chuckling away. Yes. Mm. Um absolute bargain. But yeah, wouldn't isn't that a wonderful story? Yes. Mm. I, I very uh, briefly thought about saying, you know, give us a call on six two four two one oh six three and tell us about the time a, a <laughs> one point eight million dollar meteorite <laughs> fell through your roof. Right. But you thought against that? But you know, uh yeah. You'd be living gonna... in the Bahamas, you wouldn't be living in Canberra. You're damn right. <laughs> Kristen and Nige, filled by McCafe. Barista made coffee 24-7. Mix 106.3. Please put your mints together for look, for mine, the only man who should ever be allowed to host a quiz show in this country or around the world for the rest of time, Mr. Tom Gleeson, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, good morning. So good to be on. Thank you. Morning. How are you? Where are you this morning? Have you arrived in Canberra yet? No, no, I'm hanging out in Byron Bay. I escaped oh. Victoria in the middle of winter and I've been wasting my time in Byron Bay because I feel like if I'm going to do bugger all, I might yeah. as well do bugger all in where, 
you know, professional people that do bugger all lives <laughs> and have Byron Bay. Hasn't Byron just, you know, touted itself as the new <laughs> yeah. Hollywood? Right. Hemsworth have, ruined it for everyone. You, did you get invited to uh, the recent Hemsworth Christmas, um, not Christmas, birthday bash or, you know, seen any uh, Hemsworths no, around? Well, well, no, because I'm on the ABC. So I'm like, I'm not a proper celebrity. I'm like a taxpayer-funded, subsidised celebrity. So I don't, I don't get to hang out with those people who are who are well known from Hollywood. But I, I did, I did spot Chris Hemsworth the other day. I was at a cafe, and uh, he was uh, cross with one of his children for taking his coins. And I thought, mate, I reckon you've got plenty of coins. Okay, I think you're. I think money's not a problem for you. Give him your bloody coins. Mm. So but it's the lessons, Tom. It's all about the, the lessons. <laughs> uh, Tom, uh, be honest with me. Um, your last gig was in March before this. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about this COVID-19 thing. It's become a bit of a thing. Um, uh, so six plus months essentially locked away from an audience. Is that absolutely mind-numbing and terrifying for you as a performer, or is it just excellent amount of time to, to work on some material and, and, and reflect on life? Wow, that was a weird question. It, it was. No, no, no. It was, it was too long. I mean, <clears throat> at first, well, this is something I thought I was very good at doing nothing, but I realised after a while I quite enjoy performing. So, <laughs> so it's, um, and it's always, you know, it's something to look forward to. So it's kind of strange in the middle to think, what have I got coming up? And the answer is nothing. Yeah. And so... But I started again in Darwin. I did shows there. Oh, and good. they they didn't have, you know, any real problem with the virus. So that was just like normal. Yeah. And then I've done a week of shows in Brunswick Heads. I did Brisbane. I've done Toowoomba. And I'll, mm-hmm. I, will, I will have done Grafton before I get to Canberra. So I'm, I feel like I'm back to normal now pretty much. It wasn't wasn't too hard to get back on the horse. Yeah, no, good, good. And, and we're glad to have you back, mate, sincerely. Mm. And I've got to ask you, um, I don't know if you'll even answer this honestly, but I've, I've been watching Hard Quiz for quite some time, and as a, as a presenter myself, I've never hosted a quiz show, but I, I we, we do a quiz on the show every day. I it's am, nothing like Hard Quiz. No, it's not, but <laughs> I, I am absolutely in awe, uh, as a fellow performer, of your ability to just absolutely can people to their faces uh, as you do on Hard Quiz. Have you ever gone too far? Hands any- on taxpaying dollars, Nigel. Well, yeah, and as a taxpayer, I say that's money well spent. But, uh, Tom, have you ever pushed your luck too far and actually upset someone? Does that ever happen? Well, <clears throat> really early on, it, it's funny. The, the very first season of Hard Quiz, I just figured everyone knew what they were in for because I thought Hard Chat, that segment had been on air and around the internet for a yep. couple of years at that mm. stage. And I figured hard quiz people knew, but what I didn't est- what I didn't take into account was people who are into quiz shows just absolutely love quiz shows so much that they'll answer an audition call and they won't know what show they're even applying for. <laughs> so there were people in the first season who didn't know, who didn't even know I was a comedian. Like oh, they just wow. thought I was a, it was just a quiz show. <laughs> so I think it was the second in the second episode there was a chap called Alan. He ended up winning. His expert subject was Michael Collins. Um, historical figure from uh, Ireland. From Northern Ireland, he, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And in the middle, he uh, he absolutely cracked his nana and he was an ex-cop. And I said, mate, you can't touch me up with the phone books now. And he just was really cross. And then something, it, it dawned on him, it dawned on him that it might be funny. And then he came around. <laughs> oh, well, good uh, on him. So he had a sense of humour in the end. Yeah. So we all have it in yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> just got to find yeah, it. And also... To be, and also, it was pretty transparent. He was really cross because he was losing, and then when he won, he was happy again. So, I mean, it was pretty easy to see through 
the thought process there. Excellent. Well, Tom, I'm sure you, of all people, will be completely unfamiliar with the time the time constraints of commercial radio, but uh, here they are nonetheless. Um, let's give the uh, Tamara give the gig another quick plug. Okay, so guys, Tom's going to be here on Saturday night, and you're doing back to back shows, are you? Five thirty and eight p.m. Yes, that's right. We can only do 50% capacity for COVID safe, so I have to do two shows. Okay. Well, really, it's just one, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, two halves is one. Yeah. So there you go. All right, that's this Saturday night at the Canberra Theatre. You can get your tickets at canberratheatrecentre.com.au. Thanks so much for chatting to us this morning, Tom. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much. Kristen and Nige, filled by McCafe. Barista made coffee 24-7. Mix 106.3. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we are standing on the brink of awesomeness, on the mm. edge of glory, I guess, well, as, me and as you Lady already Gaga there, mate. would say. Uh, to an extent, we are. Uh, we're talking this morning, friends, about the, how you know you've made it in life. Yeah. We all have a different measure for it. Uh, Tamara, yours uh, yours was that you finally paid someone to wash your car for you. Never done it before. Wow. And I'll tell you what, driving to work this morning in the darkness and seeing in my side mirrors the moon reflecting off my car, oh, it's <sighs> sung to me. Imagine that, being able to see where you're going when you're driving. <laughs> It's a whole new world. <laughs> anyway. No, it felt great to have a fresh new car. For you, Nige, your yardstick is you've got a computer where you can see through it and yeah. see all the wiring. Yeah, it's, got a, it's got a clear side on it so you can see all the, the, the blinking lights. In there. <laughs> I don't know what they are. I have no idea what's inside there, but it looks cool. I was recently doing some work up at uh, the Canberra Technology Park at Watson there in Games Plus. Oh, nice. Yeah, and so... Every, Morning, guys. Every and girls. Every mm. computer. Every computer programmer and game developer there. Everyone have one of those. Yeah, they like, all made it too. It's like a disco. Yeah, I Kat, feel like they will. They will accept me now as one of their own. Cat in Belconnen. When did you know I've made it? Um. Morning, guys. Morning. Uh, listen, I haven't made it um, because I have had a long, a long need for a remote control garage door and I still don't have one. Oh, oh girl, yes. you get yourself one. Yes. I, Are they expensive? I've never installed one, but we've got one installed in my house before. I, the, the, my house already had one. When in I and $1,000, I would imagine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You got, no, apparently, I, they can be retrofitted. You don't have to, can. you know, like I think it's apparently one of the easiest things in the world to do, but it's just, you know, there's always a bigger priority than the yep. remote control garage door. But when I get one, I'll You've be doing a happy dance. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Do you have kids, Karen? Yes, I have five. Okay. Yeah. Oh, five. Surely you could just clap and one of them can run out of the car. And <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, because that, that's what, well, that is a cheap remote control door opener. I, I kind of admit I do that. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, that's, that's why you have five Especially kids. Especially when so it's they can raining. do stuff for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're getting older now. This has been like my dream since I was, you know, a young adult. But, what? you know, I'm now very much middle-aged and... You know, I still don't have my remote control garage door, but it will happen one day. Kat, I tell you what we're going to do. Uh, look, as much as I'd love to say to you, we're going to shout you a garage door opener. We're not because we don't have that sort of funding. But what I am going to do, I like your style. I like that you're suffering through life. Uh, and, and, and what we're going to do is chuck you in the hat. Uh, for We're going to make you caller of the day. Uh, the butcher shop, uh, they've got some of the best meat you'll ever have. Uh, tomorrow morning, we pull something out of the hat. If it's you, 150 bucks worth could be yours. So Amazing. That, I mean, it's not a garage door. Awesome. But you could sit there, eat a cattleman's cutlet, and imagine the door opening by itself. <laughs> 
I would love that. Marvellous. Awesome. Marvelous. Thanks, you, Cap. You hang on there, Cap. We'll get your details all sorted out. Cap, get you in the hat. For you. Very similar. What is yours? When? What's your yardstick? I, I must admit, I don't have an electric door either, and I did think uh, that when we were talking about this, that that would be one, but I'm going to extend that just a little bit further. Oh. We're still mm. at the garage, okay? Uh, the lofty heights of a four-car garage with full workshop up the back and space on the side for, as I've said before, pinball machine, widescreen TV. Okay, so that's... That's when you know you've made it. 100%. A car man cave garage. Correct. Wow. And all I wanted hoist? was just to get my car cleaned. <laughs> want a hoist? Uh, uh, yes, hoist. You put, it, put it up on a hoist. I feel right. like you guys are asking for too much. I don't think he is. <laughs> and I think, uh, Ali, if you're listening, if you really loved Cam, <laughs> you would have already built him that garage. <laughs> yes, or allowed me to have it. Kristen and Nige, filled by McCafe. Barista made coffee 24-7. Mix 106.3.